Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Mayor Fertig, who not only has been associated with this radio broadcast for the last, oh, I don't know, three-plus decades, he is Chief Communications Officer at uh, the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Shari Tzedek and the Nachum Siegel Network, the American Committee for Shari Tzedek and the Nachum Siegel Network, again, are proudly going to be partnering on Fifth Avenue in New York City, smack in the middle of the capital of Celebration Israel this year, during the Celebrate Israel Parade on the 4th of June. As you march and as you view and as you uh, spectate during the parade, you will see that we are there with the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, broadcasting for hours upon hours and bringing the sights and sounds of Fifth Avenue to all of you around the world, both in the video and audio form. This year, we're going to add Facebook Live. It's going to increase our audience even more. So if you're wondering how it is that we are on Fifth Avenue, it's because of our incredible relationship with the American Committee for Shiretetic Medical Center in Jerusalem. Mayor Fertig, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hello, Nachum. It's a pleasure to be here. Have you filed yet for the proper weather for june the 4th we have of course you've put in the request you think we believe that's a chance unlike last year hopefully this year the filing system will be working properly (laughs) that's true we did seem to have a little problem last year with that we we thought we got that in but uh it unfortunately didn't work last year the plan was all wet mr (laughs) ferdig wet is one way to put it i'm still seeing those sheets of rain as i was driving you know to park the car thinking, I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> but the odds are with us, and um, I would bet that this year is going to be beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful, and we'll be on Fifth Avenue together. Again, that's June the 4th. Celebrate Israel Parade. Join NSN and the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Um, well, it's a pleasure to welcome you here. Thank you. I haven't been here, actually, in a while. Why have you been staying away? People are wondering if this has been purposeful or if this has been by accident. Why is no, it? No, it's been- by accident. It's actually that I, I haven't, you know, when, when Miriam told me that uh, the, the future of JM and the AM is hosting the show periodically from, let's say, my dining room, right. I said, that's amazing. And then I still haven't finished putting together all the equipment. You won't settle for anything less. No, I I, um, I, I really it, need to. I, I Every week or so I go, oh my gosh, I really miss this. I have to take care of it. Maybe it's our fault. I don't know. Whoever is to blame, I'll blame them. Uh, but let's, we, but, let's not blame anyone, but, but I probably could use some help. But <laughs> m- many of us, including myself, are looking forward to the time when you'll be able at a moment's notice to wake up at 5.30, 5.45, and in fact host the show from that dining room that you just mentioned. Could we pull the, the equipment together that quickly? We could. Well, no, but uh, oh. once it's all set. Right. Oh, I know. see. In other words, I, have, I should prepare the night before. You just roll it in. Right. It's on one of those stands. You roll right. it in, you're all set. That's a nice idea. All right. Um, a couple of things going on. You have uh, provided for us a couple of stories that I find fascinating. One of them has to do with medical clowns. First of all, I was shocked to learn that yeah. there's actually a training regimen when it comes to medical clowning. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there, there's a course of study, one could say. You know, talk about a course where you get to clown around. Um that's right. Why, why am I so impressed with that pun? And nobody I, else. I don't know, but uh, but <laughs> you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, there is there is there is training for it. You know, there are there are nice organizations here in the U.S. Sure. as well as in Israel that that train. Uh, my niece has done that with uh, uh, with Lev Leitzan, right. for instance, in uh, in the five towns. 
Um, but there, there is an entire staff of dream doctors at Shari Tzedek, medical clowns. And it's, you know, to be perfectly candid, we're not the only hospital. We didn't invent medical clowning. But it just seems Israel, I don't know, just like they're on the for, at the forefront of so many other things, it seems like it's such a big thing there. It, it is. We take it very seriously. These, these guys, these men and women are not just, you know, accessories. They're not just, you know, auxiliary. Right. They are actually becoming more and more involved in helping prepare particularly children for surgical procedures and all sorts of in all sorts of situations where um, children would benefit from being calm, right? And it's not just you know to keep them from crying or whatever. It actually is therapeutic. And Shari Tzedek has actually just done, and this this is unique to Shari Tzedek. We've just completed a study that was published the other day uh, about uh, about medical clowning and how it really does make a difference. Uh, this is uh, they, they found that. Medical clowns actually significantly improve children's experiences as they are undergoing medical treatment. They uh, specifically looked at children with cerebral palsy who were undergoing uh, you know, recurrent uh, botulin and toxin injections to help their right. condition. And the study showed that with the medical clowns involved, the young patients were feeling less pain during the initial injections and during subsequent injections, even, and this is really cool, it, there's a memory to it, even if the clowns weren't present later, they set it up so that the whole experience is, is easier, more pleasant, and less painful for children. So this is, this is, I don't know if this is the first look at this, but this was just done at Shari Tzedek. Uh, Dr. Sababa, who is, uh, his real name is Avraham Cohen, but uh, one of our medical, uh, doc, one of our uh, dream doctors, Dr. Sababa, um, said the challenge of creating this program, of, of you know, implementing this program at Charitetic was to create tools that can be used when a child is undergoing a specific treatment and to ensure, see, this is not just, we don't want to keep this, you know, just in the building. We want to share it. Um, and to ensure that those tools can be used by clowns in any country, and under an array of situations. And this study, he said, showed that we really, what we already knew, a medical clown that is skilled and professional really makes a difference. Now, you may not know the answer to this question, in all fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who's spending time in Israel, I don't know, a couple of months, a couple of years, right. ca- can they drift into this Shari Tzedek clown program? Like, do you know how it works? Or if there's a. Uh... I, I don't know for sure, but I would guess not, because again, these are not. The, the dream doctors, the medical clowns at Shari Tzedek, are not volunteers, they're on staff. Trained personnel. Yeah. No, these are staff right, people. They're there. They're there. You know what? Five days a week, whatever it is, between the you know the group of them, they are always there. Do you remember when we saw one of those clowns when we were together at Shirey Center? Sure. Yeah. No. These these people. Are it's amazing. amazing how they. You know, I was jet lagged. Yeah. And they were able to cheer me up. You see, because you're a kid at heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny how they have to maintain that the cheery disposition right. constantly, and 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 not to get to too much on a tangent, but let me mention this. Uh, because I saw that, I don't remember if this was a visit with you or not, but it was one of our, our tours of Shari Tzedek. Um, I saw people there who literally walk around the waiting room where there are many children mm-hmm. waiting around with birds on their shoulder, on their hands, mm-hmm. and with other things that can entertain or distract kids. Like That's this right. Is, it's like a whole collective effort to do what they can to make it as pleasant an experience as possible. Even the way your new floors have been, uh, and when I say floors, I mean the units. In, in the Wolf been, Children's Hospital. Right, have been painted or have been right. designed also with all this in mind. A lot of thought went into this. When, when the Wolf Children's Hospital was being planned, a team from the hospital went around the world collecting great ideas. Interesting. That's the way to do research, I guess. Yeah. 
That's what they did. And they obviously uh, a lot of the aspects of, of this of this Wolf Children's Hospital, which opened in uh, 2015, are unique to Sharet Sedek and the uh, the result of of careful planning and Seichel and Chachma, you know, in the hospital. But a lot of those details were gleaned from elsewhere. They took the best of the best from around the world, and that's what went into that hospital, into that into that facility. Pretty cool. Uh, Mayor Fertig is here. He's Chief Communications Officer, American Committee for Sharet Sedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. We're together, of course, on Fifth Avenue on the 4th of June. One of the reasons I keep emphasizing the Celebrate Israel Parade is because with all this going on, Yom Yushalayim, Shavuos, etc., the community is going to be distracted and won't realize that the Sunday after Shavuos, pop, there we go. we got to be on right. Fifth Avenue and, and be at the big celebration. So please circle your calendar. Start telling your kids now that the 4th of June is when uh, everybody's expected, all families are expected to be on Fifth Avenue to celebrate with the Celebrate Israel Parade. And again, we'll be there with the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem uh, on Fifth Avenue. Uh, the Women's Division uh, has announced, the, Amer- the Women's Division of the American Committee for Shiretetic Medical Center in Jerusalem has announced its luncheon honoring Judy Tuchman and Melody Scharf and with an opportunity to win tickets to Hamilton. It's all happening on the 7th of June at the Pierre Hotel on East 61st Street in New York City. It's a luncheon beginning at 12 noon. There's a website. You can go to uh, ACSZ. That's acsz.org slash WD luncheon. And you can, uh, you'll see there the invitation plus the chance to register and win tickets to Hamilton. And, of course, the, uh, um, the bios on the honorees and all the information uh, in terms of the event are there as well. So, number one, June 7th, big date. Obviously, Mazal Tov to all the honorees. And I would assume that the Hamilton raffle, the Hamilton drawing is for everybody. Anybody could enter. Absolutely. Right? So, literally, no matter who you are, woman, yeah. woman or not. Even if, you, even if you can't attend. Right. Even if you're geographically unable to, whatever it is, right. you know, uh, you can uh, you can definitely enter. Just go to uh, acsc.org slash WD Luncheon, uh, women's division, that is, WD Luncheon. And uh, and there is a uh, there is a an order form there and you can you can enter uh, to buy raffle tickets. It says register now and enter to win tickets to Hamilton. When you uh, when you uh, scroll over that, it will uh and then you click on it, it will lead you straight to the registration right. page. So that's how you do it. That's happening Wednesday, June 7th. I'm assuming that anybody who registers for the Hamilton tickets before that date will be eligible. I would presume so, yeah. Uh, and any information, of course, go to the website, or you can contact the main office at Shari Tzedek, or I should say more accurately, the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Mayor Fertig is here. Plenty more coming up. Again, circle June the 4th, everybody. will be celebrating Israel on Fifth Avenue with our friends at Shari Tzedek. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. JM in the AM Tuesday, day 35 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. June the 4th, we'll be on 5th Avenue with our friends from the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Look for the people wearing the unique NSN Shari Tzedek shirts. There'll only be a few people wearing those, Mayor Ferdick. you got to be eligible to wear that one. Exactly. Yeah. You, have to, you, you have to be... Gotta be part you of the club. You have to be privileged. Gotta be part of the club. Right. <laughs> anyway, exactly right. how many people can be contacting me today now asking about those shirts? <laughs> how do I get one of those? <laughs> Show uh, up. Exactly. And then maybe you'll have one. So uh, you just sent me an article um, which deals with, um, I- I'm assuming, some of the personnel at Shari Tzedek uh, that is dealing with the hearing loss, those who, uh, those who, are, uh, who are not able to hear. Now, what you said to me was that this is beyond the cochlear implant, which, of course, has been revolutionary in terms of 
helping those who have no hearing loss. You said this is actually for people who have no what did you call auditory it? nerve. Auditory nerve, right? And if you and if one is born without an auditory nerve and they find themselves now at Shari Tzedek, what can happen? What can happen is they can receive something called an auditory brainstem implant. Wow! And it is a very intricate procedure that actually replaces a missing or a damaged uh, auditory or co- cochlear nerve in their inner ear. Without which, it's impo- you know a cochlear implant right, won't work. Right, without that no- nerve, there's nothing to do. Um, this has only been done so far in a handful of hospitals around the whole world, and. The first one was just done recently, a couple of months back. They're just talking about it now at Shari Tzedek. A team from NYU, you know, Shari Tzedek works with medical centers around the country right. doing different things, you know, pioneering different procedures, bringing things to Israel that hadn't previously been there. A team from the Langone Medical Center at NYU flew to Israel to participate in the surgery. And the surgery itself, in terms of Shari Tzedek, was only made possible because of the brand new Helmsley Neurological Center at Shari Tzedek. So now there's an entire team of neurosurgeons and other professionals. That's all part of the whole the stroke unit and all that. But one aspect of the, neuro- the Helmsley Neurological Center is a, a team of neurosurgeons, and they include somebody who is a brain stem specialist. And this team of doctors from NYU flew in, and together this international team of, of professionals operated on a five-year-old boy. Oh. And he can now hear. Do you know what kind of era we're living in? It's unbelievable watching all of this. You it's know, amazing. I get chills thinking about I, it. Although it might just be the air conditioning. <laughs> I um, I was at a a wedding recently. Mm-hmm. It was a wedding or a dinner. You know, sometimes you don't remember which is which. Mm-hmm. And Rabbi Maish Yaroslavich walks up to me. Mm-hmm. He led the Hazinu organization for many years, which dealt with the hearing loss in the Jewish community. Right. And he said, Nachum, you know how every guy. Uh, or person, I should say, who goes on your radio show always says, we pray for the day when the organization has to close, right? He goes, I'm the first one that could tell you we closed. <gasps> really? Because because of the cochlear implant mm-hmm. and all this modern technology like right. you just described, right. there is no need anymore. When, when there is a hearing loss in a young kid and it becomes obvious, then everyone knows what the treatment is if, if it's needed. They, they know where to go. They That's know what amazing. to do. And that is that. And we actually closed the organization. I said, wow, that is that is cool. I After have, all these decades of hearing people say, we pray oh, for today and we have to close, they I, actually closed. I have so much respect for is that. Is that great? Because you do not hear that too oh, often. Too often. <laughs> Maybe the only time I heard <laughs> I was so happy to hear him say it. So th- that's an addendum to what that's you just amazing. told us about the work at Chariot Sedek regarding the uh, auditory nerve and uh, yeah. and, and hearing loss and helping yeah. people regain it. The auditory brainstem implant, ABI, a surgery made possible by the new Helmsley Neurologic, made possible at Chariot Sedek, I should say, and, right. and in Israel, frankly, by the new Helmsley Neurological Center at Chariot Sedek. And you also pointed out to me that um, Israel21c.org posted an article about Israelis helping to conquer cancer, and this also shed a really big light on what's happening at Shire Tzedek. Correct. May is Cancer Research Month, and uh, they did a really nice article about it, the Israelis helping to conquer cancer. Some right. of the best Israeli research in the field of cancer and the scientists committed to saving lives. That's the uh, the sub-headline on this article on the Israel21c.org website. And, you know, it's, it's a long list, but it's not such a long list. And <laughs> we were very, very... Um, pleased to see not one but two of the amazing uh, researchers and, and, and physicians at Shari Tzedek um, on this list. 
one of them, and he actually wasn't identified by his Shari Tzedek affiliation, but he is uh, one of the main people um, in charge of cancer treatment and research at Shari Tzedek. That's Professor Alberto Gabazon. Um, he and his team developed the first FDA-approved drug to use something called stealth liposomes. It's called Doxel, and it's uh, being used for direct delivery to a tumor site without damaging surrounding tissues. Anybody who's unfortunately at any, you know, uh, information or knowledge about this knows that that's always a big issue, yeah. um, has been in the past. So this is being used to treat uh, breast and ovarian cancer as well as Kaposi's sarcoma, which is a form of cancer uh, that many have heard of as relates to AIDS patients. So that's Professor Gabazon from Shari Tzedek. And the other is Dr. Efrat Levi-Lachad. She is the director of the Medical Genetics Institute at Shari Tzedek. And she discovered that women with the BRCA2 gene mutation have an increased uh, risk for developing breast cancer, particularly if they also have an abnormality in another gene, the RAD51. Uh, now, this is all you know, yeah, far boy. too technical for us, but the bottom line is that's a significant, uh, that's a significant step forward in understanding uh, triggers for cancer. And these, uh, this is some of the work going on at Shari Tzedek, so we were very proud of that. And we thank uh, Israel21c.org for, including, uh, for putting out the article. It's a really nice thing. And uh, for including these people from Shari Tzedek. Uh, some uh, strange terms for those of us who are not part of that medical community, but right. it sounds very impressive, and it certainly is. Mayor Fertig is here. He's Chief Communications Officer, American Committee of Shire Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Their amazing work continues. I love, by the way, um, I think I saw it in the, uh, I think I saw it in the OU Pesach magazine. Mm -hmm. The I think it was there. Uh, the ad with the bib. It was in it was in Jewish action, in not Jewish in action. the Pesach. Oh, so at least it was, the, it, well, it was packaged right, right. right. It was packaged right. together. Um, the bib, mm -hmm. which just remind me. Do you remember the tagline? I just can't remember. Uh, yeah, sure. It is um, Such the a, best. Uh, hold on one right. second. I, no problem. You want to read? I can't, it? I can't read believe it I can't remember it. I've read been, it accurately. Yeah, I've been dealing with it for <laughs> for days because we're about to do another drop in in print paper. You know, in. Uh, in newspapers, you can see this on social media, and you right. can see it. Oh, uh, I saw it actually. Yeah, you'll start media, seeing right. it in uh, on the internet as well. the The tagline is "What the best dressed babies in Jerusalem are wearing." Sharitetic <laughs> <Right. laughs> bib. Right. No, it's a Sharitetic onesie. Right. Sharitetic um, onesie. And they have they've had different versions of this. This one may or may not exist in this exact form. Right. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I love what the best dressed babies in Jerusalem are wearing, and the. The, ser the factual part behind that is, and we've discussed this before, Shari Tzedek um, on two campuses, the main one and at the uh, Bikur Cholim Hospital um, in the center of the city, uh, delivers more babies every year than any other medical facility, probably in the world, but certainly in the Western world. Yep. That's 22, 000, over 22,400 births a year Amazing. at Shari Tzedek. Kane Yerbu. It's an amazing number. Kane Yerbu is right. Something to be very, very proud of. want to thank those who continue to donate. The uh, Wayne Traub family just uh, donated on our website, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. We'll talk more about our fundraiser in just a moment. Also, Mayor Fertig is going to answer the question, uh, did Shari Tzedek have any significant role in what happened 50 years ago next week? We'll find out in just a moment if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Mayor Fertig, who is uh, the Chief Communications Officer at the American Committee of Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. He and I both remind uh, our audience, uh, locally and around the world, that there is a Celebrate Israel parade coming up on June the 4th. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday after Shavuos. We want to make sure you're on Fifth Avenue like we will be. 
you will see a uh, you will see a dual um, a dual booth, NSN and the American Committee for Shariatetic Medical Center. They'll be together on Fifth Avenue, enjoying the parade and bringing you the sights and sounds of what it's like to celebrate Israel. A lot of people don't know what it's like to celebrate Israel. We have uh, somehow uh, patented the ability to celebrate Israel, thank God. Yeah, it's kind of easy, actually, if you think about it, because there's so much to celebrate. It's easy, and yet uh, people hesitate to do it sometimes. That's true. That's true. All right, 1967. You know, we're, we're going to be in Israel next week uh, commemorating Yom Yerushalayim number 50, the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. 1967, just like everybody in Jerusalem, Shari Tzedek was no stranger to the dangers of war. Explain. That is correct. Uh, Shari Tzedek, actually, uh, back then in its original building on uh, on Jaffa Road, on Yaffa, was, was the hospital closest to the combat. Correct. Uh, it was just a couple of it's, kilometers you know, from the front. Yeah, I don't even know if it was that that much of a distance. It may have been shorter than that even. Yeah, so I... I would. I'm going. When I say right. that, I'm going on materials, archive materials oh. from the hospital. <laughs> Who know better than I do? No. So, I, in other words, I wouldn't put my own imprint right. on that. I'll, I'll, I'll use their description. I don't right. want to. I, I hate overselling things, but uh, that's that's how it's been described. In the, you know, as, in the stories brought down in the hospital, right. and uh, the the hospital is, has always been considered something of a, a military hospital, so to speak. Obviously, there's a close ties to the IDF and. Right. Soldiers are treated at the hospital every day, but um, on June fifth in the morning, a, a hot uh, of 1967, a hotline rang at the hospital from the IDF headquarters, and it was apparently, by all accounts, a very short conversation, and it basically said, "Get ready," and um, immediately, the hospital went into a state of emergency, and they had they had been seeing this coming, of course. I mean, every, you know, everybody did, and they had. Many, many, many of the civilian patients had been prepped to be sent home with treatment instructions. Uh, yeah. And they started, you I'm know, anybody sure. who could be discharged right. safely was discharged. And they converted the entire hospital in the space of about two hours from, you know, a couple of hundred beds into something much, much larger um, and, and ready for a war. Uh, they covered the windows, sandbags. Volunteers started streaming in. Yeshiva students, college students from around the from around the world, from you know people who are in Israel internationally, Israeli students, um, teenagers uh, from Israeli high schools, and they transformed the hospital in a couple of hours uh, into into a uh, into a military hospital. Uh, within a, within about two hours, it was done. Uh, to a, a frontline military hospital that had a huge team of doctors and nurses standing by. Uh, they had uh, teams of surgeons ready to go. They had underground operating theaters. And all of these volunteers, they even they even brought in the, the, the women's auxiliary of the hospital, yeah. even came in to take care of staff members' children. So that they wouldn't have to go home, particularly mm-hmm. particularly nurses at that time, many of their husbands were fighting. Right. So they needed to be with the kids, of course, taking care of their children, but yeah. of course, equally, of course, they needed to be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So um, all of these kids were brought into the hospital, and they were cared for there. These families, they transformed, you know, like the the, the nurses' uh, dormitory yeah. and so the nursing care. students. Yeah, everything was just transformed. Bed, desks were moved aside. Every place you could stick a bed, they stuck a bed. 
it was you, you could just imagine um, what it was going on. At about 11 o'clock in the morning on June 5th, uh, Jordanians began shelling Yerushalayim and uh, blasting the border areas with machine guns. And, you know, pretty soon they started hearing sirens. Uh, one of the first casualties, unfortunately, was a, a young mother. She was uh, searching for shelter um, in, in uh, the what's now, the, I guess, called the Morasha neighborhood between the old city and Meisharim. And she had a baby with her, and she was searching for a shelter, and she did not make it. Her baby did, but uh. Uh, she did not. Um, so soldiers were being brought in, civilians were being brought in, even Jordanians were being brought in. Everybody was treated. And um, the hospital itself, uh, you know, th- they were so close to the front that shells were falling around the hospital. It was dangerous to go outside. Uh, shells on a couple of occasions, actually at least one, hit the hospital. Mm. Uh, if you go into the uh, development office in the hospital, Sharit Sedek, on a little wooden pedestal, there is a Jordanian shell that struck the roof line of the hospital just to the left of the front door, um, right above a room where 18 newborns were, and it didn't explode. And the shell still is still in the hospital today. They have it. Pretty amazing. Um, and I, when I was there a couple of months ago, looking through archive photos, I found a picture that um, we were trying to identify. It was a picture of the front of the hospital. Um, we di- it didn't say what year, but it was immediately after the war, a war. And it was actually a picture of a group of people taking people who had passed away in the hospital during the war out to be buried right. now that it was safe. But we weren't sure which war, because that building had stood since, you know, since the early 1900s. Uh, It still stands, of course. We're just not there anymore. And somebody, uh, Uri Schwartz, who works at the hospital, looked at it and said, oh, I know what it is. He saw damage on the roof line right next to the front door to the left of it and said, that's where the shell hit. And that's how we were able to identify that it was a 1967 photo. Unbelievable. Very cool. Fifty years ago, Shari Tzedek, uh, like everybody else in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. in the midst of the Six-Day War. Yeah. Uh, I they, wonder, I don't know if you know this offhand, because obviously you weren't there at the time, I wonder how long Shari Tzedek's been in its current location. Uh, since 1979, I believe. Wow, nice. I think they moved in 79. But uh, dur- during the war in 1967, they treated, uh, uh, in 70 hours, they uh, treated over 450 patients. Surgeons in 70 hours performed over 200 operations. Yeah, I believe that. That's just uh, unbelievable. <laughs> just incredible. Uh, Mayor Fertig, he's Chief Communications Officer, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. Next week we celebrate 50 years. On June the 4th we celebrate 50 of Jerusalem. And, of course, we celebrate Israel in general, the incredible state, 69 years old, at the Celebrate Israel Parade coming up June the 4th on 5th Avenue. Join us at the Nahum Siegel Network and the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem for all of the festivities. I thank you very much, Mayor. Oh, I remind everybody, June 7th is the Women's Division event. Plus, if they go to the website, uh, acsz.org slash wdluncheon, they can register for the Hamilton tickets. Anybody around the world is eligible for those. Correct. And, of course, you're invited to uh, to attend the event, but even if you can't be there, by all means, uh, throw a... Throw your hat in the ring and buy some raffle tickets and a chance to win two tickets to see Hamilton. And that is um, the 7th of June at the Pierre Hotel in New York City. I thank you. And uh, coming up, 
uh, this week. We're going to be raising money continuously as we've already started for JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. And rumor has it you might visit us again this week. I am. Mirza Hashem I'm going to visit on Friday, and I'm looking forward to it because let me tell you something. After all these years, <laughs> not having that two week uh, that that two week marathon, my my whole internal clock felt a little <laughs> off. Well, we'll try to get it back on. I schedule. have been measuring the passage of time with the marathon for so many years. Thank God. And I discussed with Matas on the air this morning that uh, for those who think it's unusual to do this in the month of May, early yeah. on it used to be in May. If you remember, early oh. on it was after it was during Sphira. And yeah. in the middle of May. And so the 1980s, mid-80s would have been oh, in May? Oh, for sure, yeah. So I that did. was the first time I was ever at the marathon. It was in 1985. I was 15 and in 10th grade. Wow. And that was the first time I was at the marathon. Wow. Been a long haul. I'm, I'm sure we'll have plenty more talk about this as the week goes on. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Go to fjbunity.org to support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, fjbunity.org. And I thank those who continuously are... are um, pledging and supporting uh, we have all that information we will be thanking you all through the week everybody big thank you from all of us here at jm in the am Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsor digital radio exclusively around the world at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. 